At the third stroke, it will be time for the town hall tapes. Beep. 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 You lucky, lucky person. You're listening to the town hall tapes, a half-decent podcast uh, each week. Myself, Jason, and my co-host, Daryl, look at issues. Um, I might have to stray here slightly from the script because we've had a bit of a off-air pre-ramble. And there's a definite theme running through Town Hall Tapes uh, in this uh, episode. Daryl, would you like to quote word for word what you just mentioned to me off-air, please? It is... N- no. I'm not <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> it, 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 would, uh, it would entirely shatter any illusions of uh, uh, political um, Balance. Lack of bias. Exactly. But maybe uh, our listeners can judge for themselves when they reach the end of this 50 minute uh, hit and miss uh, quick quick uh, speed through from local stories yeah so from these three stories which you can uh, deduce your own conclusions the uh, headline points this week please Darrell R uh, we'll be we'll be talking about the mystery of who is invited to the Greenwich Council of Labour mayor making junket. Uh, we'll also be talking uh, again about Labour because the leader of Lambeth Council has, uh, yes. has said that no Labour Party members should not be voting for me. Um, and uh, and we'll also be looking at Jumbo and why Greenwich Labour councillors have told him to get stuffed. I think already, Daryl, I can detect the theme. But what keeps me awake at night, uh, apart from these heatwave conditions, is I would love to know who has been attending the, the uh, um, Greenwich Council Merrill Junket. Have you got any answers? Nah, because they won't tell me. Um, so Greenwich Council every year runs a mayor-making junket at the Royal Naval College, which they spend uh, a, f- a five-figure chunk of, uh, of Greenwich tax uh, money on... Um, on whining and dining um, various people uh, to celebrate in the name of celebrating the ascension of the accession of the new ceremonial mayor of the borough of Greenwich. Um, and every sort of year, every other year, I've put in a freedom of information request to, mm. to find out just who goes to these things because it costs a lot of money. Um, when they were making cuts a few years ago, they were still spending money on this while, you know, trying to close things like kid, a kid's zoo or stuff like that. Um, and it's, it's often been sort of, you know, a ramshackle list of property developers, business types and this kind of thing, uh, together with some sort of, uh, you know, hand-picked community representatives. So, yeah, so I had looked for this year's and um, and Greenwich came back and they gave me the figures. So we know that it cost uh, it cost £17,000 this year. Um, about 380 people uh, went and they, so it cost about just under 50 quid a head. But uh, they won't tell me who went this year. They're told... Yeah, they told me every other year, but this year, nope, it's all been redacted. Their excuse, GDPR. That's very disappointing. It is, yes. I suggest it's a lot of old cobblers myself, and I think they're just trying to, uh, they're just trying to be not very transparent as ever. But the silly thing is, is that yeah, you, know, you can ask people. So I found out uh, recently that the former leader of Greenwich Council, who was um, who left after being caught up in a couple of bullying scandals, he was there, and you know the, the size of the black mark on the. Uh, on, on, on the page kind of indicates that, that yes, he was there. Um, we also know there's someone from Barclay Homes, the council's partner in a £31 million Willage Creative District. We know someone was there from Barclay, but who? We don't know. And the rest of them, well, you know, I mean, some you know, some of it is, is obvious. We have the Deputy High Commissioner for Ghana, you know, well, I suppose you can Google that, but um, but yeah, otherwise it just seems to be wild with the, with, with, you know, with the redactions. And um it's frustrating because I think that, you know, we have the council's a relatively new leader, Danny Thorpe, and he, you know, kind of promised openness and transparency and then 
this. So it's same old, same old. These things really do matter. So it, people may, may be thinking, what really is the significance yeah. uh, of finding out these names? But um, as you mentioned, so Greenwich, along with most London boroughs, is undergoing a massive regeneration scheme, uh, of which developers uh, are doing rather nicely out of. Uh, and it'd be interesting, it'd be useful to know how many of those are, um, are brown nosing up to the councillors at these behind closed door events um, and for what purpose? Exactly, yeah, and it's nice. You know, we're you know, we're we're paying for their for their menu, for their wines, and their and their and their, you know, buffet menu and things things like that. But um, but yeah, they just want to tell us who's there. This is the town hall tapes. Next on town hall tapes, we have the interesting story of the leader of Lambeth Council saying, "Don't vote for me." Jason, uh, tell me more. Yeah, uh, not quite. It's don't vote for me if you're the wrong kind of voter. Uh, so it, it is the sexiness of the Labour Party democracy review, uh, um, a, a national a national initi- initiative uh, that's been brought in by that by that nice Jeremy Corbyn. Basically, he wants I've to bring. Yeah, he wants to bring democracy to the whole party structures, or hmm. uh, I guess more to the point, um, his version of democracy, <laughs> but not in Lambeth. Uh, and so Lib Peck, Councillor Lib Peck, who is the progress leader of Lambeth Council, uh, she penned um, um, what best, is best described as a really hilarious piece on Labour List this week. Uh, her beef is the suggestion in the Democracy Review uh, in, in that all party members get to elect leaders uh, of, of the local council. Um, and Lib disagrees with that. Fancy that. So, mm. so, so currently, the way uh, this system works, um, leaders of, of, of local Labour groups are elected by the councillors. And so in Lambeth, if you have a massive stonking Labour majority, uh, of which is, I always forget now, are we on, I think, 59 councillors? It is those 59 councillors that get to decide who the leader is. Uh, surprise, surprise, the leader then divvies up who gets the nice little learners with cabinet positions. And so... You're going to vote for her. Um, if you're in a smaller local authority, maybe with only five or ten Labour councillors, they will vote for the leader. Uh, but that really um, disenfranchises the growing base of members of the Labour Party um, because they don't get to decide who their leader is. Uh, and Lib's quote on Labour list. So Lib wrote, um, reports that the review will recommend removing one of the key powers of de- democratically elect- elected councillors to choose and scrutinise their group leaders is a backward step. Um, it sounds to me... You need to get bullied. <laughs> she's, she's, more, she's, more, she's more like a, 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 a um, denier of democracy because she's just not keen on having members actually having a say who's going who's, who's to be the leader. Yeah, it's... It's a curious thing because, um, because I mean, I'm, I'm I'm standing here in the borough of Lewisham where Labour Party members do effectively choose the council leader um, because they had the mayoral system. So Damien Egan was ch- chosen by in, in in a in a poll of Labour Party members rather than councillors. So you know he has the backing of you know, yeah the the, the 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 rank and file membership of the Labour Party in the area, and that was introduced by Tony Blair of all people. Right, who's you know hardly um, from the same wing of the party as that nice Mr. Corbyn. Um, one of the other quotes in uh, Councillor Peck's Labourist piece, uh, she says, "All over the country, despite the huge constraints of Tory austerity, Labour councils are delivering Jeremy Corbyn's vision of a society that works for the many, not the few." 
Um, but not in Lambeth, hmm. because um, um, Councillor Peck is, is like fighting Corbyn's suggestion of letting tenants actually have a say if they want their estates being regenerated. So she wriggled out of this along with the help of Sadiq Khan. Uh, so it's very, very odd for her now all of a sudden uh, to be trying to put her weight or trying to make it to be seen as though, as though she's supportive of Corbyn. Um, also in the same breath, rejecting his policy of allowing members to, to, to um, um, endorse her. One thing that she is keen on, though, Daryl, is to have mm-hmm. uh, additional representation of councillors on the Labour NEC. Um, oh, good. Yes, that's going to help. The reason being, of course, is that um, local government is perhaps... The last bastion, really, of the um, um, Blairite dinosaurs that are hanging on for power. And so perhaps Councillor Peck thinks by pushing forward her progress power onto the NEC, she can perhaps wrestle a little bit more control um, out of what is now very much um, um, a Corbyn-facing NEC. So good luck with that I, one. Yeah, I, I, I do wonder. I mean, I, 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 I'm trying to wear my Mr. Cynical hat here. I did refer to the uh, the poll in um, in Lewisham. And actually, not. I don't have the figures with me, but I know not that actually that many Labour Party members took part in it. It wasn't like, yeah, didn't get a massive turnout of Labour Party members, even though that this is, you know, one of the biggest powers they have is to choose their own council leader here in Lewisham. But I mean, I do agree, because I think the last three council leaders in Greenwich would never have been chosen by their members. Of course not. So, so yes, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, so maybe finally, so on this point, um, Lambeth Momentum, uh, they... <laughs> bless tried to get some ideas into the Lambeth Labour manifesto they had a a a a big a big idea session before the manifesto came out one of them was to get rid of cabinet and replace it with a committee system um that didn't appear in the manifesto this is the town hall tapes and finally on this edition of town hall tapes I do love a good gas holder story Darrell please don't let me down a good gas holder story. So if we mentioned this in town tapes a few weeks back, um, if you have ever travelled near the Blackpool Tunnel um, or used North Greenwich bus station, you lucky things, um, you may well be familiar with the, the whacking web gas holder that's up on the Greenwich Peninsula. It's been there for 130 years. It's a local landmark. It's been, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a part of mine and everyone else's. Um, the firm that, that has inherited gas holders from, um, from, from what was British Gas uh, many years back has... Um, uh, is now taking down gas holders. We don't really need them anymore because, uh, yeah, we, we don't we don't store gas mm. in the same way anymore. And um, and so so they're they're putting applications in pretty much up and down the country to take down the things. And there's a lot of upset about this kind of thing. And in Greenwich, there's a lot of upset about the potential of losing this gas holder. Unfortunately, Southern Gas Network was given approval for for, for taking down the structure. Um, a little while back uh, through a planning loophole called prior notification, uh, which basically means that uh, that a company can apply to the council to say we want to take this down, mm. and they don't have to. They don't have, doesn't have to be a consultation, and and all the council can say is well, you can take it down this way, but not this way. So there, there's not a lot of room for manoeuvre. So what you, you kind of want really is the is the leading political party in the area, perhaps leading a campaign to maybe get help Southern Gas Networks to see the error of their ways and to keep the structure or move it and maybe do something with it because you know you can put flats in it, you can put leisure things in it, you can do all sorts of things with these structures. Not a lot has happened so far. So some helpful Greenwich councillors um, put forward a motion on uh, Wednesday night's council meeting, um, saying the council should yeah back this structure, fight to retain it. After all, if you look at some of the Greenwich planning uh, 
rules and, and guidelines been put in actually it suggests that this is a heritage asset it's, it's about 130 years and it should be kept yes. um however um the councillors that put this one through were conservative councillors so labor told to, to turn around time to get stuffed basically <laughs> so it, it, it sounds was 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 this uh, planning being made political of course planning is, is supposed to be apolitical with no whips but was it a bit of a tit for tat I think it was, yeah. I, 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 I imagine if a Labour, if yeah, you know, if it Labour obviously would have got through, because that's the way it happens. But I, you know, I, I think the one thing that that really stuck out for me was was I was there watching it, and um, there's three councillors for the ward that the gas holder is in, Peninsula Ward. Um, one of them made the excuses and left early. I suspect he disapproves of the way his party had gone against it, uh, have gone against his gas holder. Um, one of them, who's on the cabinet, kept her mouth shut and looked rather impassive. One of them is a guy called Chris Lloyd. On election day, he tweeted, I'm fighting to save Jumbo. He oh, voted okay. to demolish it. Right. I mean, just the hypocrisy of, of, of yeah. people that, that, that can actually carry out those kind of actions. Um, and people don't forget some of these words that are said. Um, thankfully, Dowell, you've got a very good memory. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I mean, he tweeted his tweet. He deleted his Twitter account a little while later because he managed to um, get pissed and tweet that the green candidates in the area were, were bad losers. Um, so afterwards, he was uh, advised to uh, drop his Twitter account, which is probably quite sensible. But however, Google's cash never forgets. Of course. That's so, yeah, good. there's some stuff still there. And it's a shame because, as like I say, I'm standing in Lewisham at the moment and uh, there's a a pair of fine gas holders in Sydney at the moment, which um, which Southern Gas Networks wants to take down. There's a political party there fighting to save them. Guess who they are? The Labour Party. So it can be done, yeah. Um, we certainly haven't got time, but there is a tale about the iconic, famous oval gas holders mm. uh, went through Planning and Lambeth uh, last month. Um, luxury flats, no surprise. Ooh. Oh, dear. Nice to view the cricket, though. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should end there. So, Daryl, <laughs> thank you as ever for your for your time on this Sunday evening with Town Hall Tapes. Uh, for our listeners, please do tell them where can they find out more of your of your journalism work online. They can see my stuff at 853london.com and charlesandchampion.co.uk. I'm also on Twitter at Daryl1974. Okay, uh, I'm blogging at brixtonbuzz.com on Twitter, Jason underscore Cobb. So you've been listening to the Town Hall Tapes. Thank you. Uh, Please do share. We're in the iTunes store. We're on Acast. We're on endless other well-known podcasting platforms. Uh, You can rate, review, subscribe. Thank you, Daryl. Cheerio.